You're listening to the Stag Sports Network Podcast, only on FairfieldStags.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to another 2021 Stag Sports Network Season Outlook Podcast. Hope that you all have been enjoying these thus far as we're getting this kind of fall-spring season underway. And now I'm really happy to start talking baseball because it's been a while since we've talked really any sort of baseball for that matter. But I'm joined now by the Stags head coach, Bill Courier. And coach, as we were kind of getting going, you were talking about the fact that this year has been kind of odd in the sense that, well, some normalcy, weather issues, but you guys are finally able to get back out in the field. So how's it been going for you all thus far? Yeah, it's it's been a difficult year as as has been for for most people. Uh, the fall got paused a couple times, so we were unable to get out on the field. Didn't get the pitching innings and the at bats we wanted our hitters and pitchers to get. And then to knock that all off, we start preseason and and uh, it's terrible weather and snow and cold. And <laughs> but we've uh, we've managed well. Our kids have done a tremendous job. You know. Uh, turning the cheek and, and moving on and, and rolling their neck and, and, and moving forward with their work ethic. So real proud of the guys and, and we're, we're itching to get going. It's been over a year now. So they're itching to put back on the stag uniform and, and playing as a team uh, and, and getting going here. So we're excited. So what have kind of the workouts been managed like with weather and obviously COVID restrictions. I'm certain that you guys have been working in smaller groups, even though with, kind of either hitting or getting your work in on the mound, it is probably kind of almost a little bit status quo like, but what have the last few weeks been? Yeah, it's, it's, it's just getting nicer weather to, we've been on our field now a week, uh, which has been great to get off the turf field of Rafferty where we do a lot of group work and we even inter squad out there. Uh, but to get back on the grass field where we're going to play has been phenomenal. So uh, the, the lifesaver JJ has been the indoor hitting pitching facility we now have in its second year. And it has been a godsend where we have 15 foot, 15 wide uh, tunnels in there. We get a lot of hitting, a lot of live pitching. Uh, You're right though, a lot of small game, small uh, group workouts. Uh, So we've been bringing it into team workouts the last few weeks. So uh, we feel we're prepared as we can be with a six week preseason, which is a little longer than others because we didn't get to go uh, to North Carolina or to even Florida on a spring break. So uh, we're jumping right into it, just like all the teams in the MAC. Uh, we're jumping into it. Uh, first pitch is conference games, and nobody's played a game in over a year. So it's going to be exciting and, and scary also. Yeah, we'll get into the schedule format in a little bit, but it's almost curious because baseball and softball, as you said, usually you all are starting down south, getting games in warmer weather, often enough playing against other northern schools. But here we all are right now. You Baseball and softball, one of the few sports that have almost had too much of a preseason. And how much does that change things? We're trying to manage guys getting work in, but at the same time knowing that, as you said, first game of the season, it matters a lot more because it's league play. So what has that balance been like working with the coaches, working with the players, to make sure everybody's somewhat ready for game one? Yeah, uh, our coaching staff, which is uh, uh, devised of a pitching coach and, and another another good coach, uh, uh, Brian Fay and Jordan Tabakman, our pitching coach, and Harry Sabor, uh, other, our catching instructor and hitting guy, 
we've done a, a our, our objective here is to make it as game like as we can our practices putting pressure on them game type atmosphere because they've missed that for so long so we've been doing a pretty good job at that making the the timing try to be game speed and and things happen uh, quickly as they would in a game so uh, I, I feel we're in a good spot for that it's just hard to look ahead and say will they be able to do it against another team wearing a different uniform uh, not just red and white so um, you know we usually do that down south for North Carolina or trips to Florida like I said and and we haven't had that availability to work out the kinks over four or five weekends and then start our our, our play up north so uh, that is a little worrisome, but, uh, you know, you can't practice forever. And I feel like we've been practicing a long time and we're ready to start games. Uh, if you're ready or not, here we go. It feel almost like 2020 MLB alternate sites where all you're just doing is never ending practices for six, seven weeks. So I'm certain yeah. that the guys are going to be absolutely buzzing to get on the field. And you talked about how this league is going to work this year and kind of a unique format, but almost one that we haven't seen in a while in the sense that as it stands, everybody's going to play each other at some point during the season weekend, four game series with a couple of split week double headers in there. But that's also the key word double headers. You're going to have a lot of them this year to manage. So how much have you all talked about that? Knowing that every day baseball's a grind in general, but every day is going to be a grind. Yeah. We talk about every game's going to be a battle. Every weekend's going to be a war because you're going to be at the field from, you know, nine o'clock in the morning until probably seven o'clock at night. And with the uh, pregame ceremonies and everything we do before the games with BP and infield and everything, you know, it's going to be a long day for these guys. And to show up the next day, play another seven in a nine inning game, just like you did the day before, is going to be very taxing. It's going to be a grind on their bodies, uh, but they're going to have the whole week off for most of the weeks. We do play uh, Quinnipiac, the closest MAC team to us, uh, the first two Wednesdays uh, of April, we're going to play double headers against uh, Quinnipiac. So that will be the only weeks that we could be playing during the week. There are COVID makeup dates uh, every Tuesday, Wednesday. There's five of them through the end of uh, April and into May. So uh, we hope we don't have to use those, but those are put in place for uh, in case we have issues or other teams that we're going to play have issues. And, and that's one of the difficult things as coaches deal with is, we can't control what the other team does either. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough to control what your own team does away from the field. So we've uh, done a good job. Our kids have done a great job of trying to be respectful of, of spacing and masking and everything else that there has to do. Uh, but it's tough to control other teams. So if we're on a, a playing somebody and they got to pause, you know, and we can't play, we're going to be scrambling to play somebody who can, can play. So it's going to be a little bit like that. In this first weekend, we're already seeing that that uh, uh, St. Peter's uh, can't play the first weekend. So uh, Siena's in a in a uh, in a, uh, a bye weekend. So they're going to try to play the opponent St. Peter's had, which is Iona, which they're supposed to play the seventh weekend of the conference. So we're going to be scrambling a little bit to make sure you're playing and knocking off those conference games that you're of the forty games as many as you can. So uh, with the issues that are going to be popping up around the league. So just like they did in basketball. So uh, we'll deal with it. It's going to be the team at the end. I think the teams that overcome and, and, and keep working and grinding and, and, and don't let things uh, wear, wear their, uh, themselves out mentally. 
and uh, we've talked a lot about this with the players, and uh, we're anxious to see how they put it to use uh, coming up here in the next uh, two months. Yeah, and how do you think the players have gotten with that message, especially for the fact that they've seen basketball the last few months, knowing that there's going to be changes on the fly, and you, you almost can't think of too much about what's ahead. You can only the common theme is you can only think about yourself and what you're trying to do. Do you feel like that's kind of resonated within your group? It, it has, uh, JJ. You know, it's it's it just it. I I got to give them more credit than I ever think I I would already because the resiliency of of these uh, eighteen to twenty two year olds is phenomenal. You know, with all the setbacks they've had and all the restrictions and. Uh, you know, we had quite a few cases, uh, positive cases in the fall. And, uh, you know, and, and now they're, you know, they never know what the next day is going to lead them to. And that's a difficult thing for, for a young kid that's driven to play baseball, who came here to play baseball, as well as get a great education at Fairfield. But these kids want to play and to have, keep having setbacks and, and uh, things that they can't control most of the time. You know, it's taxing on a kid. And, and they've done a great job. I'm, I'm really proud of the way they've uh, dealt with the setbacks and, and uh, the pauses and stuff. So uh, I'm, I'm real proud of them, and, and they will uh, keep uh, keep working, I think. So Definitely. they have so far. Definitely. Let's talk about that team a little bit. Um, thus far, obviously, it's as we said, it's difficult to kind of predict what is going to happen in terms of on-field performance. But have there been a few guys that have kind of come – a good long way in the preseason that it maybe surprised you a little bit, or have you gotten exactly what you hoped you would have gotten in this preseason so far? Well, we got a, a older pitching staff. We have 15 actually uh, guys on our roster that are seniors or fifth year seniors. And we got one Signor, John Signor, that's a sixth year senior. He's in his second year of grad school. So and he was hurt a year and the NCA gave him another year. So uh, I recruited him my, my first year here as a junior in high school, and I've been here 10 years. So he's been involved in the program before and after he's come here for a long time. So it is an older uh, group with our pitching staff, uh, but the whole league is going to be like that. The whole league is going to be older. I think it's going to be the best it's ever been in my 10 years here at Fairfield. So I think the MAC is going to be competitive. Uh, with a lot of older players, I think there's going to be some low-scoring games with pretty good pitching because we're going to see those older guys coming back. And certainly they brought back the best players uh, after many of them uh, for their fifth year. So um, so it's going to be interesting. You know, our position players are, are sprinkled in with a couple older guys, but we're pretty young uh, with our offense. Uh, you know, it's led by Dan Ryan, our center fielder, who's a preseason MAC uh, uh, pick, as well as Justin Guerrera. Uh, our shortstop right now. So um, those two uh, are kind of the older guys, but we got a transfer first baseman that's come in as a fifth year guy, Sean Cullen. Uh, we got Mike Bichetti, who was a shortstop from your Turner, uh, Charlie Paglarini, who's both local kids that uh, grew up in Trumbull uh, that'll be back uh, as well as uh, you know, corner outfielders. We do have a senior in left field with uh, um, uh, Giacomo Brancato. And a right field, if we were to play tomorrow, would be uh, Mike Handel, our leadoff hitter. So uh, we got a, a good group. What we do also is we got some pretty good depth. Uh, the outfield, I feel like we can put six outfielders in there. Uh, we have a, a transfer, Owen Weisliger, that transferred from uh, Mount St. Mary's. Uh, we have uh, 
a freshman and another Ryan Strollo uh, uh, an outfield also. So we, we have some depth. We got some older pitchers. We got a, a good solid uh, catcher and Mike Caruso uh, uh, and Matt Venuto back there. So we feel like we have uh, uh, some older guys mixed with some younger kids and, and some, a little bit of depth in some positions, which is a good thing when you're playing four games a weekend and that type of grind, JJ. Oh, definitely. And that's the other one that's going to be interesting to follow as well, the pitching, because it's not all of a sudden where you can space guys out, have those midweek games and maybe get an inning or two for some of those guys that haven't been featured as much on the weekends. It almost seems like everybody's going to have to be on call to step up and contribute, especially out of the bullpen, knowing that if you're playing 16 or more innings a day on the weekend, you can't be shy about taking the ball. No question. And, you know, when we got 18 pitchers that are available to play in only four games and no games during the week, you know, how many of those are we going to use? Probably not all of them. I hope we don't use all of them uh, anyway. So uh, I think you're going to see uh, guys like Trey McLaughlin and, and, and John Signor and Mike Sansone and Jake Noviello and some of these older guys, Eli Oliphant and uh, Nick Graybeck and Bryson Cafaro and some of these guys, the older guys, we, we hope they're logging most of the innings, but we got some good younger uh, pitchers in there too that'll they'll add in. But uh, other than the two Wednesdays that we're playing double headers against Quinnipiac, the first two Wednesdays in April, you know, it's four games on a weekend, then you sit for five days. So um, it's not going to be a great time to develop some of the younger pitchers like we usually do during the week, like you say. So it's, it's going to be a, a little bit quicker switches maybe with the bullpen uh, and getting kids in and out uh, and uh, hand the ball off to the next kid to do the job. So we hope that works well. And, uh, you know, we hope the starters all go complete games, but uh, chances of that are, are not good. And, and uh, uh, we uh, uh, hopefully get a good production out of our bullpen. Love it. Coach, thanks so much for sitting down and chatting with me. I really appreciate it and can't wait to see your boys on the field in a, just a few days' time. All right. Well, thanks, JJ, for taking the time to, to get the information. Definitely. And that's going to do it for today's Season Outlook podcast. Make sure to stay with us as we go get forward and closer towards the start of the baseball season. Till next time, goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Stag Sports Network podcast. For past and future podcasts, visit fairfieldstags.com.